in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. In today's program we have an interview with some youth parliamentarians and a report about an American professor in Leipzig. So stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The news with Nina Paula. Berlin. The German cabinet has approved an ambitious 3.3 billion euros plan aimed at cutting Germany's greenhouse gas emissions by 40% by 2020. The plan breaks down into 40 new laws and regulations, each designed to encourage businesses to conserve energy or expand Germany's production of renewable energy. The government is taking a big step forward to achieve its climate protection goals, a government spokesman said. Germany will maintain its leadership role. Cabinet members say it's among the most ambitious national initiatives of its kind in the world. Berlin. Rising inflation in Germany has sparked concerns over economic growth. With consumer buying power plummeting, the German central bank may be forced to raise interest rates. According to information recently issued by the Federal Office of Statistics, inflation has reached the 3% threshold for the first time in 14 years. Prices are shooting up in places where it hurts Germans the most. Homeowners and rentners are being hit with price hikes, some in the double digits for heating oil, natural gas and electricity. Drivers have seen so many repeated price increases at the pump that the German automobile club ADAC is calling for a gasoline summit with the Chancellor. Stuttgart Otto Dix was one of Weimar, Germany's most important artists. Now a museum in Stuttgart will show a comprehensive exhibition of his portraits. Dix's experiences in World War I made him a ruthless realist, but he was best known for his impressionist portraits with attempted to get under the skin of the sitter rather than merely reproduce an exact likeness. He was influenced by Dada and became a leading member of the Neue Sachlichkeit or New Objectivity Movement along with George Gross and Max Beckmann. The exhibition, entitled Match, Otto Dix and the Art of Portraiture, will also show 88 portraits by other artists spanning the centuries from Lukas Kranach and Andy Warhol. Wolfsburg Volkswagen has big plans for its future in Russia. In Kaluga, near Moscow, Volkswagen opens a huge factory. Outside of Kaluga, the car producer has a lot of catching up to do. Big competitors like General Motors, Ford, Renault, Hyundai and BMW began producing in Russia long ago and they have all secured a share of the market. But Lada remains the most beloved car in Russia, with models starting at 5000 euros, a price that Volkswagen simply cannot compete with. But by 2009, that should change. In Kaluga, a new Volkswagen model, specially designed for the Russian market, will enter production. Volkswagen hopes it will successfully compete against Lada. Berlin. 
The best-known polar bear of the world, Knut, has celebrated his first birthday. Fans from all over the world traveled to Berlin to help him celebrate. People came from Connecticut, Belgium, Tokyo, Caracas just to see Knut eating his birthday cake. That was a divine mixture of veggies, fruits and a whole fish with ice cream. The media circus has died down now that the Berlin bear weighs 220 pounds and is no longer as cute as he once was. But the satellite trucks and television crews from Japan, Canada, Spain and elsewhere were on hand for the big event. And the fans of Knut love him, even he is now bigger than he was. There are kids that are interested in pop culture, are starstruck and debate more about the newest trend out of Hollywood than about the environment around them. But there are others as well who are interested in politics, culture and current affairs. Our Radio Goethe reporter Nina Paula met two of them in Erlangen, the university town near Nuremberg. Amelie Gericke and Katharina Hein are members of the Youth Parliament. I'm Amelie Gericke, um, I'm 16 years old and I'm the press agent from the Youth Parliament in Erlangen. My name is Katharina Hein, I'm 70 years old and I'm the chairwoman of the Youth Parliament in Erlangen. So you told me already that you are one year now with the Youth Parliament. Uh, could you tell me something about the beginning, when how it all started? Um, well, I was at a party from the Youth Parliament and they were talking about their work and what they do and I was there with um, with some friends and they just said well how about nominating you and I said yeah okay and that's why I'm yeah in the Youth Parliament. Did you know already before uh, something about the work of the Youth Parliament? Not that much. I knew that they do a lot for the um, teenagers in Erlangen and they try to apply stuff at the city council but I didn't really know what their um, work was about. But it seems that you're very interested in politics, aren't you? Well, I would say I am and I always um, try to read the newspapers. It's not like I have the time to read it um, all the time and every day but when I have time I read it and I try to um, know what's up to date, but it's really hard to get all the information you need for a, a special topics and all that. So you're the chairwoman of the Youth Parliament. I think this takes a lot of time when you're working for the Youth Parliament. Yes, it does. It's I need almost one to two hours a day. And like today there's an official meeting and we... Um, discuss topics about a skate park in some part in Erlangen and that will take about two hours and after that I have to go to another meeting and that will also take like two hours. Katharina is a blonde, young, modern teenager wearing jeans. She smiles when she talks about her work for the youth parliament in the last two years. The parliament consists of 15 members between the age of 12 to 18. Every two years is a democratic election by the youth. Last year, Katharina's friend Amelie joined the youth parliament. Um, yeah, I was a really good friend of Kata and she told me, yeah, then the, the next election, yeah. And what about um, nominating you and do you think it's very interesting? And yeah, I said, okay, um, it sounds a bit yeah, strange, but you can give me some papers and I can read some informations. And then she said, okay, it's great and whatever. And I just said, okay, I'll, I'll nominate myself and... Then I went to a nomination party and 
it just was the way M. Kara just told me, yeah, what about it? And we can have a guess. And when you will really do this, she just thought it was a good idea. What do you have to do when you're working in the parliament? Or other question, what does the youth parliament do? Um, for teenagers, things. So um, if they have a thing they want, it's like um, they need a skate park, like she said. Um, they can come to us and tell us, yeah, we need a skate park. And it's because we have no sports um, activities here in our area and um, we need something to do um, in the afternoon and we really want something and then they can come to us and apply this to us. And then we'll have this in our official meeting and then we can all have yeah, like a little election um, if we want this. And then um, yeah, we can give some money to them because we have 4,000 euro a year. Yeah, and that's it. So you have real influence on the local politics? Yeah, I think so. So, um, But the only problem is, is when there are some teenagers and they really want something, but they don't tell us. And if we don't know what they want, um, how can we do it? So how can the teenagers reach you? They have to call you or they, they have to be with you in your class? Or how does this work? Um, yeah, we have three our members on the ASG here in Erlangen. Um, this is our school and if they really see us and meet us or whatever, they can come to us and say, yeah, we have a problem, we want this or that or whatever. Or they can phone us in the city council or they can have an email to us. Or yeah, We have also two afternoons in a week um, when we are in the city council and we are there. So if there's any teenager um, who just said at Monday afternoon at four o'clock, yeah, I have something, um, you can just go there and meet us and you don't have to say, oh, I'll come at 4 or 50 or whatever. You just can come and tell us what is up. What are the main wishes they tell you? Um, well, there aren't too many teenagers who come to us and say, we need this or that. But um, skate parks are re um, really popular. And they told us that the prices for the entrance for the outdoor swimming pools in Erlangen are too expensive. And we just said, well, we will try to reduce them. And it's really hard. We um, still try it and we will um, keep on trying. But it's not like we will be able to reduce them. Um, what were your goals when you started uh, working at the youth parliament? And how did they develop? Did you find some frustrating things or did you get through with all you wanted to do? Yeah, it's really difficult to say because um, at the beginning it was really um, a new, it was so new, we don't know what to do and it's really um, strange at the beginning because if they are, we are in the first official meeting and there's coming someone and just say, oh, we want this, this and this and we don't know really what to do if it's our first meeting and yeah, It's really um, difficult, I think, at the beginning, but um, it's, yeah, it becomes very good. And now? Uh, now you're professional. <laughs> um, not really. We always have to learn something. Um, we didn't know how to behave when we were talking to po politicians, real politicians. And at first thought we can do um, this, like a skate park in um, some area in Erlangen, But then we realized that there's already something and we can do what we wanted to do. And we try to de develop new things, but it's difficult. And my personal goal is to make the teenagers in Erlangen go to the elections. And because there are really few um, teenagers in Erlangen who go. And 
it would be really good if there would be a lot of teenagers who go to the elections next year. So do you think that the teenagers, especially here in Erlangen, are interested in politics or, or not so much? Uh, I don't think you can just um, fix it on Erlangen. It's just um, everywhere in Germany, I think, because um, if the teenagers um, aren't really interested in politics, um, yeah, you have two thi sides. Um, on the one hand, there are really um, teenagers who want to know what's up in their city and they want to change something. And on the other hand, um, there are the teenagers who think, oh, politics, oh, that's not my cup of tea and I don't really like this. And Yeah, it's really difficult to say because um, I think it's in every city or in every uh, village or whatever um, where a youth parliament is, it's really difficult. Um, I think we can just um, have more um, advertisement. The problem is if there's anything um, on the flyer or whatever, um, what says politic or the politicians, every teenager just thinks, politic, that's not my cup of tea. They really don't like politic. Politic is for adults and What do they have to do with something with politics? And they, they don't interest them in this. But when you're the, the, the people in school or your, your friends see what you are doing, aren't they inspired? Um, yeah, not really. So, um, yeah, it's nice because um, when we have um, a party or something we're sponsoring, um, there was a friend of ours um, who just came to us and said, okay, um, can you have... Um, can we have some money from you for for the party because we um, we just have to do the prices for the entrances very um, high when we don't have some money and it's just um, because he knows us so um, our friends and our whole friendships and um, they really know what we're doing and if they have some problems they come to us but um, we don't know everybody. And <laughs> uh, when you're talking to the real politicians in the council What, how are the reactions? How were they first at the beginning and how are they now? Yeah, at the beginning it's really strange because they um, ask after your name and who you are and they don't take you really serious. But now I think, yeah, um, they know that we exist and they know that we have our own opinion about the youth parliament, about the teenagers and I think we really know um, much better um, than this people um, what the teenagers want and I think they really take us serious not in every point but in the most things which point they don't there are some um, teenagers in the youth parliament who said that drinking alcohol should still be um, able if you're 16 and not when you're 18 and they were like you're so small you don't know what will happen and you're just too um, small to know Was seriöses werden Ja, wir verdienen 
Stay abroad always looks good on the resume. Maybe that is the reason why so many young people leave their home country to attend school or university in a foreign country such as England, France or even the USA. But not only students are interested in what life abroad is like. The Institute for American Studies at Leipzig University in Germany has invited a guest professor. The American author John Haskell is going to teach there for half a year. Dominika Jaschek met him. John Haskell's office is empty and cold. A single picture is hanging on the wall, the shelves are empty and a lonely pen is resting on the desk next to a few sheets of paper. Notes for his new book? No, on them are several names of students, all of them attend his classes. Twelve students of English have chosen his seminar Creative Writing, another twelve are in his reading class. The American author has taught this class twice before. Initially, he was astonished at how well the students speak English. Due to that knowledge, he can debate a lot with them in class. In general, he says, American and German universities have a lot in common, even though there's one significant difference. There are more bicycles here, so everybody rides a bicycle. 
But other than that, it looks like the students look about the same. You know, some are standing out front of somewhere smoking a cigarette. Some are having a coffee somewhere. It's really more similar. It's really more similar. I don't even know the differences, you know. Uh, like in my classes, it could be a class in the United States, in New York. However, what counts is that these classes take place in Leipzig and not in New York, where Haskell usually lives. Since he accepted the Picador professorship for the winter term, he's going to spend half a year in Leipzig at the Institute for American Studies. This professorship was initiated by the German Academic Exchange Service and the Picador Publishing House, hence the name. Haskell is already the third English-speaking author that obtains this position. It had been offered to him about a year ago when he was in Berlin for a reading of his book. But then in Berlin, they asked me if I wanted to do this teaching. But it was, it was September in Berlin, and the sun was shining, and everybody, and it was warm, and everybody was out on the street wearing T-shirts and sleeveless clothes. And I said, yeah, I'll come back and teach. That sounds great for the fall. So it turns out fall starts in October and goes to February. So I'm going to be here for, I guess the weather's going to get worse. Uh, I'm fixated on the weather, but uh, it seems okay so far. The native Californian did not only have to get used to the German fall, he also finds it strange to watch American TV shows in German. And as he says, the German deposit system will always be a mystery to him. Oh, I wondered because I've seen some, like I sometimes get juice that says, Ona Zucker or and on uh, other stuff and it says on a fun and I thought that's some fake thing like no no you know no sugar no preservatives something like that so that means no deposit Haskell can take his time to get accustomed to the system at least until March when the semester comes to an end his time as a professor will be over but he intends to make the most of those six months. He's going to celebrate Christmas in France and during his free time, he wants to visit other European countries. After all, his next book is to take place in Europe. He even wants to include Leipzig in the plot. For now, however, teaching at Leipzig University is his priority. Haskell enjoys sharing his knowledge and experiences with other young writers. And I think everybody in my class, they're a good writer and they have things to say and they have things they to express and things that they to think about in terms of making it kind of like an art form you'd have to really care about it and if you really cared about it you probably would have to have a kind of some kind of talent at least a certain amount yeah the most difficult thing about writing a book he says is to come up with the right idea that is something he cannot teach at the end of the semester every student is supposed to write a story that john haskell will grade He does not know yet which criteria he will use, but he has five months to think about it. And in the meantime, he might also find some time to decorate his office. That was today's Radio Goethe magazine. Please find us online at radiogoethe.org. I'm Arndt Peltner. Down where the water
Open mouth without any 